Wow, I want to share a few things. I, as, as you well know, I'm just not too good at these occasion uh, things, but I'm learning to, to uh, do it. <laughs> I am learning to it, but I always, no matter where I am in the world, I've always managed to get back on this day, Mother's Day. Uh, it, I, I just don't do the occasion things, but on Mother's Day, that's different. That's special. And I've always said it happened because I had a good mother, Amen. a good mother. My mom was just amazing. Now, because when I say she was a good mother, she wasn't permissive, you know, at all. No, she, you know, she would tear you up. She was good. A wonderful mother who just taught me so much about respecting women and being um, right toward them. And so I always have made it my point to come back for this special day. And everybody who knows me, uh, whether it's in Asia, Africa, Europe, or any place on the planet, they know that I'm coming home on Mother's Day, and I'm not going to leave at the last minute. In case something happens, I can find another plane, right, and get home. And so I I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Mother's Day a a bit. Well, actually, Mother's and... and, um, my, my subject is, today is uh, women who build, women who build. And it comes from the story of Ruth. Um, and the story of Ruth is just so amazing. I sort of uh, just kind of moved some things around to share with you because I'm not trying to flatter you. These are things I believe. Uh, I believe. I've, I've watched living and life long enough to, to uh, know a few things. And in the book of Ruth, in the first chapter, you find uh, the, the writer here is talking about a woman named Naomi. Naomi, and she left uh, Israel. She left with her husband, Elimelech, and she had two sons, uh, M-A-H-L-O-N. I pronounce that Mahlon, Mahlon, and Chilion, that's easy. And Chilion, they left because there were hard times in Israel, and uh, they went out to uh, Moab. And when they got to Moab, they lived there for a while, and Elimelech died in Moab. And so did the, the two sons. They died there. And uh, Ruth, uh, um, Naomi was left alone with two daughters-in-law, and uh, the story starts that there was now bread uh, there in, in uh, her, her native country. So they decided to go back. There was no more hardship or famine. <clears throat> and it is a beautiful story. It shows, in my view, it shows a woman who uh, was past her fruitful years and a foreigner, a woman who has passed her fruitful years and God giving her fruit in old age. And then there is a foreigner who normally would not be accepted, comes to Israel. God, in his providential care, uh, them doing ordinary things, not really knowing that God was behind everything that was going on. Uh, I think it is a, a magnificent story, a beautiful story. And what a story to tell on, on Mother's Day that, that uh, these two daughters-in-law, uh, Orpah and Ruth. Uh, and so let me just, I would like to 
to read because of time. Let me just read. I want to read, start reading in, uh, in the book of Ruth, chapter 1. Let's start in verse 6, if you will. We'll start in, in verse 6, and I'll just read this, and uh, we'll get down to the little part that I want to share a few truths with you. Verse 6. So then she arose, speaking of Naomi, with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. And his people were the Israelites or Israelis. Therefore, she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, surely we will return with you to your people. And you see in this story that those two young women loved their mother-in-law and they wanted to be with her. And Naomi is thinking, well, uh, your provision is upon my shoulders, and, and now I'm aged and cannot provide for you. So go back to your family. And, and somebody, you're going to marry, and, and uh, your husband will be there to work and take care of things. And uh, they said, no, we want, to, we want to go with you. Verse 11, but Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? And so in that day, uh, if, if uh, a, a brother died, then those younger brothers would marry the widow and make sure that they took care of her and raised up children for the dead brother. And so Naomi is saying, I'm too old. There's, there's no possibility of me having any ch uh, children again. Of course, and that is true in the natural. It is true in the natural that she was unable to conceive, but Naomi should have known better, God yeah. it was able to even do more than that because he had done it before. Yeah. He had done it with Sarah, yeah. uh, had given her uh, a fruit of the womb when she was postmenopausal. She was uh, 90 years old and having a child, 90 years old. And so, but Naomi's saying, no, these natural things. And Naomi's also uh, perhaps looking at her circumstances and situations and say, you know, things haven't been well with me. You know, the Almighty hasn't done for me what I had thought he would do. But there's still time because there was breath in her lungs. But let's go on with the story. So he says, verse uh, 12 says, Turn back, my daughters, go, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters. For it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Now, that's what the natural looked like. And some of you may be here today, and the natural looks like, well, God hasn't given me my dreams yet. And this is what Naomi is, is saying, in a sense. She says, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. So, so Naomi is convincing them, I can't help you. And so they are crying. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. She was convinced, well, I guess I'd better go. 
and she, and she kissed her mother-in-law. Obviously, she loved her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Ruth, Ruth said, I'm not going. Uh, but now, Orpah, we don't criticize Orpah. Orpah is saying, my, my mother-in-law has convinced me that it would be better for me to go back, and I'm going to obey mom, mom you know, mother-in-law. And, but Orpah said, uh, no, mom, I'm not going. And, and, of course, Ruth means friend. And so Ruth says, no, I'm not going. And, um, and she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Now, that's a terrible thing when you think about it, that she's going back to her people, but also to worship idols again. You're worshiping Jehovah, Yahweh, for a while, but now she's going back. And so and she said, return after your sister-in-law. And Naomi is saying, I can't help you. I can't do anything for you. The Almighty's hand has been against me. But she's not, she's not going to go back. She's going back to the land of her fathers and the land of her God. And so Ruth says these beautiful words, entreat me not to leave you. Don't, don't do that, mom. Or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Wow. What an amazing story. And so it is possible that all of this happened so that God could pull this out of this Moabitess girl. She says, no, I will not leave you. And as she says it so emphatically that it even has life in it. It has life in it for those of us who are today. Verse 18 says, when she saw, when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. And sometimes when, when people are being kind to us and trying to help us, um, and we are, we are easily, easily persuaded to do something, it's almost as though, or altogether, as though we weren't really convinced. But when Naomi saw that this daughter-in-law was thoroughly convinced, she was persuaded to follow her back to Israel, and back to the land of Judah, and suffer whatever the consequences were, she stopped. She said, I'll back off. And sometimes, sometimes we need to be persuaded that you really want to go with us. And in this story, in this story, verse 19, it says, now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? Which means pleasant one. Is this Naomi? But she said to them, do not call me pleasant one. Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, bitter. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Sometimes we feel like God has dealt bitterly with us, ladies, moms, because we don't know the full story yet. The story is still being written. It's not over yet. And I would like to say that to every young woman here, too. The story is not over for you yet. And so she says, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. 
Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? You know, I remember the scripture, Psalm 92, this up on, on our wall here, verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Wow, isn't that amazing? Maybe King David had his great-grandmother in mind when he wrote this, or his grandfather Boaz. Nevertheless, these two women who were planted in Bethlehem certainly are a picture of this Psalm 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So they're going to bear fruit even when they're old. And so as I grow older and as we grow older, let us not think that our fruit-bearing years are behind us. Don't ever think they're behind. Oh, well, I'm too old now. I remember saying such a thing in my 30s. In Ruth chapter 4, verse 13, we, we will fast forward this story. It's a beautiful story. And I just wanted to encourage your hearts today. It's a beautiful story. Don't ever give up on God. There's breath in your lungs. Don't give up on God. Well, when I was young, and here you are, 40-something. When I was young, I had all these dreams. Well, you're still alive, and those dreams can come true. This is what David is saying, that those who are planted, are you planted, is the question. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish, shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Let's look at chapter 4. It says in here, uh, in, uh, uh, let me tell you before I share a little bit about chapter 4. Uh, what happened in this story Ruth um, started to glean in the field. She had a, 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 re a relative, rather a relative of Naomi's. Uh, Boaz was a very wealthy man. And uh, so Ruth started to uh, glean in his fields. They, that is, whatever uh, uh, grain that the, the, the reapers left, they could have it. And so God told them, don't just wipe the, clean up the whole field. Leave some for poor folks. All right. All right, all right, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And so she started to do that. You know the story. Many of you know the story. So she started to glean, and so she started, she came back home with a lot of grain. And Naomi knows, no, something's here, up here. You don't get that much grain gleaning. She said, come here, baby, let me talk to you. <laughs> that man likes you. And so, and so what Boaz had done, he had said to his reapers, hey, you see that young woman over there? He said, don't let her go to any other field. Leave extra grain on purpose for her. I, don't, I like the way she carries herself. Listen, no, she's not just any girl. I like the way she carries herself. And so he, he left something on purpose. He said, no, listen, this is what you're going to do. Nail me. See, older women can help you younger women. I didn't hear, but I heard a yes from an older woman. I, I, not an old woman. An older woman. Yeah, and all the young women just sitting down, still making up your mind. Listen, old, older women can help you. They can help you. So she told her what to do, and so she went and did this. Now, listen, what the, sto the story is. She did exactly. She went to the threshing floor, laid at Boaz's feet, and when he woke up, he knew what that meant, that you have a responsibility as a kinsman redeemer to redeem her. You can marry her, bring her in. And Boaz was really tickled, by the way. 
Verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went in to her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, they didn't say anything to Ruth. See, older woman, you know, you have a part to play. Be a good biblical older woman. All right? Be a good biblical older woman. Don't act like a young woman just because, you know, because, you, you know, they got it going on. But don't act just like a young woman and don't have all that much to say. Did I say it well? I was getting on in, into trouble there. So she had conception. Verse 14. Then the women said to Naomi, they didn't say it to Ruth. Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative, without a redeemer, a kinsman redeemer. Blessed be the Lord. He did not leave you without a, a kinsman redeemer. And now this really is speaking to us, not of, of, of a relative, an earthly relative, but of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Lord God who did not leave all of us without a kinsman redeemer. Isn't that good? He purchased us, didn't he? And may, now listen, and may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age, a sustainer of life for you when you're old, Naomi. Naomi was already aged, but even later, Naomi, he's saying, and may he be that. And for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you, then seven sons has borne him to you, has borne this child. May he be better than, than this girl who is better to you, to you than had you had seven boys. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. She became, now listen, now Ruth is not in the picture. She had the baby. But, but God says, I'm doing this for Naomi who says, boy, don't call me pleasant one. Call me bitter because the Almighty has dealt really harshly with me. Listen, God, the story is not over. Listen what he says. Also, the neighbor, the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. Let's call his name Obed. Serve. Bring to pass. Worshiper. So he's bringing what God's word to pass. May Obed bring this to pass. May he be a worshiper of God. See, you can still worship in your old age. When you start to be advanced in years, you don't stop. You never retire from worshiping. And so they called his name Obed, and Obed, he is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Look what God was doing. God was setting these things up. God was working behind the scenes to set this thing up, to bless Naomi, to bless Ruth, to bless Boab, and bring forth David, the king. Isn't it amazing? And in the book, they give you the genealogy uh, here, and he says in verse 18, now this is the genealogy of Perez, or Perez, Perez begot Hezron, Hezron begot Ram, Ram begot Amenadab, Amenadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz, and, and Boaz begot Obed, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. This is an amazing story. This is an amazing story. Now let me just end it today. Uh, to say that this Obed became the grandfather of King David. Isn't that amazing? amazing. He became the grandfather of King David. 
Naomi, the one who was empty, was now full. She who was bitter was now blessed. She had an heir. Ordinary events in Naomi's and Ruth's lives, ordinary events were the results of God's hand directing these events, bringing about his eternal purposes. What ordinary events are happening in your life that you think they're just ordinary, but God's hand is working to bring about his eternal purposes? Maybe your son or your daughter is going to be the prophet that God uses to this nation and the world. Maybe it's your child that you have said, I don't know about this child, but that child is going to come out of that wilderness and be used of God. God is working. He was working in Naomi's life. The deaths of loved ones were, was pur purposeful. The moving to another place was purposeful. Harvesting, ordinary work, purposeful. Working on a job that was less than ideal was purposeful. Marrying was purposeful. Sleeping in a barn and even buying property were purposeful. As it was in the lives of Naomi and Ruth. Perhaps your ordinary life is working out some very meaningful things. So I would like to say to the moms today, you are be a woman like Naomi and like Ruth, a woman who builds, a woman who brings about blessedness. You may be an unsung hero today, but they'll sing songs about you tomorrow. And if I'm alive, we'll sing them today and tomorrow. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.